Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Diagnosing a Killer. I'm Coelle. And I'm Kenna. good i just made a bunch of food you (laughs) did i've been cooking for the last couple of hours yes and we're having a potluck tomorrow at work and i signed myself up for our famous potato salad and my new pasta salad recipe so your pasta salad the last time you made it was really bomb so bomb and i'm really excited about it it's like a play on like a grinder sandwich so it has pepperoncinis and it has you know, it's like an Italian mayo kind of base, but it yeah. also has, like, black olives and salami and pepperoni and, oh, it's so good. I ate around it last time, um, but I did have a bite of cheese yes. when I was drunk. It and also has cheese. It was awful. And I <laughs> I couldn't, I just, it messed me up. Because yeah. I try to stay vegan, you know, as much as possible. I know mayo counts as not vegan, but still. I and try the, to stay you know, away from... Salami and pepperoni. No, I didn't eat any of that. <clears throat> oh, yeah, no salami, no pepperoni. Definitely, like, no meaty meats for the most part. I try not to. I'll have a steak every once in a while. No, yeah. But def... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I was going to say... Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, but my throat needs to be cleared. Hold on, pause. <laughs> and we're back, sorry. <laughs> you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. That was weird. I'm not wearing my headset, so I can't hear hardly anything yeah. that's going on right now, because my hair is wet. Sounded pretty bad in the mic. Yeah. It sounded bad out here, too. Great. (laughs) Man, there is just so much going on. There's a lot of new things happening with us and our family and our lives and everything, and we're we're just super blessed and thankful. Yeah, on an upswing, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I think this is going to be a little bit of a different thing that we're doing today, but before we get into the case, as I know it's your case, I will just take up some time really quick and talk about our social media. Yeah. So we have at Diagnosing a Killer at every platform. If this is your first time listening, hello, please follow us, if you will, give us a review, leave us a rating, and everything is at Diagnosing a Killer except for Twitter, which is at Killer Diagnosis. We do have a TikTok, an Instagram, a Gmail, which is Diagnosing a Killer at Gmail. Send us a message, or you can DM us on Instagram. I have access to that, too. Also, we do have an upcoming show. There's a meet and greet. We also have a website. Oh, we do have a website. Sorry. (laughs) Diagnosingakiller.com. Which needs to be updated with the new Patreon tiers, by the way. Okay. But we also have a Patreon. So diagnosingakiller slash, or patreon.com slash diagnosingakiller. Our tier two and tier three are going to have a bonus episode coming out on the 29th. And that is the Toy Box Killer. Super excited about that. That is just for our tier two and three Patreon exclusive episodes. Mm -hmm second installment of that. That's once a month. You get an extra episode, and then with Patreon, you get ad-free episodes as well. You'll get two episodes in one day on Monday, because that'll be the 29th. So you get Toy Box, and you get a mental breakdown as well. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And then lastly, we do have the True Crime and Paranormal Podcast Festival happening in August in Austin, Texas. That is the 25th through the 27th. We have been invited to be hosts there, so follow them on Instagram. Check out the festival website, I think it's truecrimepodcastfestival.com. Yeah. And then, yeah, check us out. If you want to come see us, buy your tickets. We do have a discount code that is D-A-K-P-O-D for 15% off of those tickets. And now I'll shut up. <laughs> Thanks for all of that. You did a lot of it on your own. Thanks. Okay, are we ready? I think I know who you're doing. Really? I'm just going to put my vote out there in my head right now. Okay. Once you say it, I will tell you if I was right or if I was wrong. I just realized that that probably was really loud. It was a little Sorry. loud. Sorry. It's all right. That was me picking up my phone. Today we're going to be talking about 
Elliot Roger. I knew it. I knew it. Oh my We're gosh. We're going to talk about Elliot Roger. Oh, I, I know it. that you've been waiting for this one. I have. And you said a second ago off mic, you were like, he isolated himself a lot. This person, you didn't even say he, you said this person isolated themselves a lot. And I was like, is she doing fucking Elliot Roger? Well, yeah, I was talking about my child and about how he just decided to go play Legos in his room with all the lights off. And I was like, Jeez. put on a movie or something. Right? <laughs> it's silent in here. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, don't, you know, this poor child was isolated. <laughs> Well, I've only heard of this episode, or this guy, once, and it was actually a lady that did an episode on him. Okay. So I've only heard their take. I haven't even done any research on my own, so I'm really excited to hear your take on it as well. I'm really excited to do this one. In fact, it's so much content. We are going to do a two-parter. <gasps> no! It's too much. There's too much stuff. We have not done a two-parter in a hot minute. Yeah. Oh, so my god. either, I guess it'll be Thursday next week, catch part two. Dang, you're going to have to wait a whole week, and I'm going to have to wait a whole week, too, because we're not recording this back-to-back like not. we usually do for part twos. Content warning, this episode depicts scenes of someone struggling with connecting with others, and if this episode is not for you, we encourage you to check out another one of our episodes. Remember that your mental health comes first, and we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. So again, just a very broad content warning. It's just essentially, of course, somebody's upbringing and their struggles with that upbringing. So Elliot Oliver Robert Robertson Roger. Whoa. Yeah. Robert Robertson? (laughs) Robert Robertson. Really? Robertson Roger. Oh, so there's no Robert. No. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I, I like, misspoke. What? Okay. <laughs> El- Elliot Oliver Robertson Roger. Damn. Yeah. Okay. That's a mouthful. He was born in London, England, on July 24th, 1991. The Rogers had a long line of financial successes, and his grandfather was a well-known photographer. Okay. His name was George Roger. And he had taken some of the most famous photographs of World War II at the time. His father is a famous director and filmmaker. His name is Peter Roger, and his mother was Malaysian-born Lee Chin. Peter would later become very successful in films. He actually went on to win several awards and accolades throughout his career. He was most notably, um, like on his little IMDb page, it said that he worked on The Hunger Games. Oh, wow. So he, yeah, he was, uh, or is, rather, he is still alive. Lee Chin, of course, is Elliot's mother who his father met while she was working as a nurse on the set of Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she was, like, a medical person, and that's how she met Pete. I'm sure they're both, like, into film. Yeah. Cool. Peter was 26 when Elliot was born, although his mother was 30, just a few years older. And although the couple made efforts to prevent pregnancy, Elliot would be conceived. So they did not want children. Well, I bet they were, like, Fuck, like way later on. Well, they have very busy lives, you know, yeah. they work on film sets and stuff. Once Elliot was born, the family attempted to travel for work, but Lee Chin had said that Elliot cried a lot as a baby and seemed to hate to travel. I mean, he's a fucking baby. Yeah. So who wants to? And this is when he was a little infant. Babies cry. Babies cry. He might have been, like, motion sick, too, and they don't even know, because they yeah. can't tell them. They're just, like, jet-setting everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So the family would eventually move to England uh, and live in the countryside. Peter went back to work, and he began to travel a lot while Lee Chen stayed at home with Elliot and her mother, who had helped, she had moved in to help raise Elliot. Mm -hmm. By all accounts, Elliot loved this time that he spent with his mother and his grandmother, and Elliot would actually recollect by his third birthday, or on his third birthday, rather, at the party, there was another parent that cut the cake and handed it to their child first, and he threw this, like, crazy elaborate tantrum, Elliot. 
I mean, that's his fucking birthday party. I'd probably be pissed, too. Yeah. Apparently, it was, like, a really big blowout, though. So much to the point to where the family never allowed him to forget it, essentially. Like, they would bring oh, it up. Okay. Well, that fucking... That's an asshole of a parent that did that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do that. And well, I'd be like, why are you doing that? It's my son's party. <laughs> Have you ever heard about, like, kids being so entitled that, like, when it's not their birthday, their parent will still bring them, like, a present so that they don't feel left out? Oh, I can't awful. fucking stand that. Anyways, it seems like this is, like, a precursor for Elliot's sense of entitlement. Yeah. And how, when he didn't get what he wanted, he would throw a tantrum, essentially. Hmm. Hmm. Cute. Foreshadowing. Yeah, for real. But again, it's understandable. He's three. So Elliot started preschool, and this is at an all-boys private school. He did make a few friends here, but was seemingly a melancholy-type child, as described by his teachers. Okay. Like, he's three, and he just is so reserved and into himself. It just didn't seem normal. It's almost like he had a a blasé attitude towards... Just a sad boy. Yeah. Is it laissez-faire or blasé? I think they're both the same. I don't know. Email me. (laughs) (laughs) Correct me. It just seems that he was, like, a brat from the very beginning. He was yeah. born with a silver spoon in his mouth type shit. Well, it kind of seems like his parents are also, like, not allowing it, but instead of directing him on, like, how to maintain, like, a healthy relationship with his feelings, I feel like they're just giving him shit for it. Right. They're just like, be an adult. Yeah. Just be an adult. You're three. Come on. Be a fucking adult. <laughs> Get a job. God, lazy fuck. <laughs> Elliot remembers enjoying the holidays. He liked being surrounded by family. He liked cold weather, and he loved the snow. He remembers his parents throwing big, elaborate holiday parties. And, quote, my father helped me build a snowman once, end quote. Do you want to build a snowman? I know you're in there. Oh, God. I'm going to cry. My parents helped me build a snowman once, because it only snowed once. <laughs> once <here. laughs> that was, like, two years ago. <laughs> It doesn't just, snow here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> at all, ever. It just sounds like he's really neglected at this point, especially by his father, who probably travels a lot. Yeah. Even with all of Peter's traveling, Elliot does have very fond memories of his father teaching him how to fly kites when he was little. Oh. And the two would share in flying kites together. Well, Benjamin really Stanklin s- action? Yeah, some Benjamin Stanklin action. <laughs> had to pop that in there. <laughs> Pepperton. By the following year, while the family was vacationing, Elliot would receive news that his grandfather, George, had passed. And this was on Elliot's fourth birthday. Okay, here we go. Now he's associating birthdays with loss and grief and all this shit. The first time was the cake, and now it's his grandfather. (laughs) Just getting worse. It's it's every birthday. God, that (sighs) sucks. Honestly, that's really sad. I do want to say, pepper this in now. I got most of this information from his own manifesto. Oh, yeah. And although it wasn't 1,400 pages long, it was 141. Yeah, it's very long. They actually made a book, made it into a book, and it's Elliot's? a lot. Yeah, like, they, like you can read a book, essentially, of his manifesto. Or maybe yeah. it's just online. I don't know. And I'm not trying to, like, discredit him just yet. Well, I mean, we'll get to it. But either way, it was very much... I'm, I don't want to give anything away yet, but it was a very high school essay. Yes, and a lot of a lot of what we're going to learn about him is his own account. Yes. So it's not false, yes. but it might be false 
because he made it up, but mm-hmm. it's not, like, someone else reporting it right. from, like, a bystander or whatever. So it's the him. reason that I, I have very specific dates as far... Not dates, but birthdays is because that's the way he's outlined it in yeah. his own manifesto. So it's, like, age three. Yeah, And then oh, he yeah. talks about age three. Age four. Yeah, no, he's fucking... Narcissistic. Cuckoo. <laughs> He's narcissistic. He's definitely narcissistic. Elliot does remember that when his grandfather passed on his birthday. That's <laughs> not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, how do you not take that personally, though? Like, yeah. Honestly, like, especially four. as a four-year-old. Yeah. You're like, hey, bud, I know that you're really trying to enjoy your cake, but, like, <laughs> Popsicle passed away. <laughs> Poor Popsicle. Damn Popsicle. God, sucks, man. Elliot does remember that this was the first and only time that he had ever seen his father cry. Okay, don't say that to me. And that it profoundly affected him, of course. Can relate. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Can fucking relate. Within the year, Peter and Lee Chen would welcome their second baby named Georgia. Georgia. Ge- Georgia. Georgia. No, it's Georgia. Georgie? Georgie. Hiya, Georgie. <laughs> Thank you for getting that. <laughs> Her name is Georgia. My bad. No. It's like an Georgia, the way it's <laughs> I just got it. My bad. My bad. Georgia. 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 Hiya, Georgia. Georgia. Anyway. <laughs> Georgia. Okay. And of course, this is an homage to the late grandfather, which is George. Oh. Yeah. I didn't mean to you didn't get that? of it. Okay. I was just thinking like the state. No, I said it. It is like the state, I think, but still. By the time that Elliot was five, Peter's career was taking off and he decided it would be best to move the entire family to Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you all right? First Georgia, now Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I didn't think he was from England. No, well, he was born there. Well, yes, but I... Does he have an accent? No. So, I don't think... So. Well, when you listen to videos of him, he kind of... He has a very specific pattern of speech. Well, it's probably a mixed accent from but there and I think from it, Valley yeah, Girl. Yeah, exactly. Also, speaking of Los... Not speaking of... Speaking of... Europe and London, that fucking one Jeopardy contestant that went, he grew up in New York, went to college for like two semesters in London and then comes back with an accent. (laughs) What? I know somebody like that. God, that's... I'm not from here. I'm British. You sound like you're from London. That's like so, so much of a fucking farce. It's ridiculous. Poopoo heads. Both of you. Poopoo heads. Yeah. (laughs) Terrible people. (laughs) So Elliot, of course, wasn't crazy about this. He had already established some friendships, little, you know, little friendships, little family members. He said he would mostly miss his grandmother because he loved his grandmother, his ama. Oh, and I bet he felt bad leaving her there alone. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she was alone. I think he had probably aunts and uncles and stuff. Well, yeah, but like her husband passed away, you know. That's what I mean by alone. Yeah. Did her husband pass away? Oh, yeah. Was George her husband? Uh, Georgie. I don't know. Okay, well, No, way. that would have been Peter's... Well, yeah, I guess so because... Uh, Lee Chen was uh, from Malaysia, so I'm assuming that... His paternal grandparents. Yes. Elliot would say that he specifically asked if the new home would come with a swimming pool, because they were going to Los Angeles, and I guess that was in his head. And when he didn't, he threw a fit, or what? He was relieved when his father told him that, yes, yes, it did come with a pool. (laughs) Lord knows what would have happened. Yeah, right? I want a poo. Sorry. <laughs> I want a poo. Give me a poo. He's three. You think he really gives a shot? No, he's four. His, remember, his grandfather died. Oh, that's right. Birthday. I don't I think he really... Pew. No, sorry. That's just... I can just hear it. I don't think he would really say that at four. I think this is this is him writing his manifesto. Yeah. 
at 22 and then making all the excuses as to why he did what he did yes exactly my dad didn't give me a pool when i was four <laughs> i want a pony I'm a dickhead for i'm the rest only of my four <laughs> but daddy i want the golden egg i want it i want it now that's me that's me i'm versus hulk for sure <laughs> that's me as a person Ugh. and that's why i'm about to do what i'm gonna do <laughs> i want the world i want the whole world Perfect. We're going off on a tangent. That's and all right. A lot People of, like, like us. <laughs> Actually, we did get a nice review about someone that says that they like listening to us because we get right to the point, and now we're, like, <laughs> not doing <laughs> so that. so true. <laughs> they did specifically say that. Sorry. Hi. Thank you for the nice review, though. Back to the story. So, again, the house came with a pool. <laughs> you don't say. In retrospect, he would come to miss his life in England... Elliot would arrive in the new house, and he would immediately select the bedroom that he wanted, only to find out that his mother had already assigned this room to his baby sister. So he was not happy about that. In fact, he would throw a tantrum about it. Why does she need the bigger room? She's small. I'm four. (laughs) Either way, Elliot was excited to start his new life in this big house the family had purchased and excited to attend school that year, since he had never been to an American school. Elliot quickly realized that American schooling is very different <laughs> from the say, way that he not all experienced. Up to he grew up on the countryside. I don't even think he was going to school. Yeah. I think he was just like, kids just get excited about going to school in general. Yeah, that's true. They should get excited about going to school and not I be like terrified. School. Yeah, right? Fuck that. He said that his teacher was uptight, often giving Elliot extra work in order to catch up to the American curriculum, which I don't think was true either. I think he just thought he was being pinpointed. Yeah, the children he's narcissistic, even at a young age. The children were also dismissive of the small, statured young man, especially because he was foreign and he sounded funny. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> <laughs> that Paul Rudd from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen my, what is it, my shoe? It's like this one. It's not an evil version. <laughs> it's just like, this one's mate, really. This one's mate. My legs are so sweaty right now. Cute. Why? It's so hot in here. Sweaty thighs. Where was I? He was simply just different from everyone else. So after a few weeks, Elliot's parents decided to remove Elliot from the school since they too felt like Elliot was being treated differently than the other children. Paving the way. Maybe because he's just a little different. Maybe because he is from England. Maybe because they're just not used to that. Maybe people do talk to him more or want to know more or whatever want to be involved more right would you rather no one fucking talk to you because you're pissed off about that later so what do you fucking want exactly i'm sorry i remember when i listened to this episode when lady did it i was so fucking irritated the whole time i was listening to it because this guy just strikes a nerve with every time (laughs) elliot was then enrolled in a school literally called a farm school because it was a school on a farm that okay do they teach you how to be a farmer uh, kind of. So, you guys, <laughs> so it, again, it was attached to a farm. He was encouraged to make friends, and he was handled very gently and kindly by the teachers. They were very nice teachers. But they used to go on little field trips to the farm, so they would. They would go out there. I don't know. It wasn't like an agricultural school, because okay. this is also, he's four or five. Yeah. He's still a baby. It's not like they have, a, <laughs> they have like, farm hands yeah. for children. It reminds me of that... Was it the TV show where they would send their troubled teens to, like, work on the farm with these families to, like, teach them, like, how to... Well, Dr. Phil used to do that. I don't know if that's... Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was was called Turnaround Ranch, wasn't it? Yes, Turnabout Ranch. Yes. (laughs) 
So Elliot was finally feeling like he was being nurtured, and he kind of began began to come out of his shell, essentially. Mm -hmm. Elliot would soon meet a girl by the name of Maddie. The two would quickly become friends. (laughs) I was like, whoa. (laughs) I think I specifically wrote it like that. (laughs) The two would quickly become friends. And Elliot was relieved when he found out that Maddie was also from an affluent family, as her father was a famous musician back home in England as well. Oh, so now he has something in common with her. Exactly. Okay, cool. It was familiar set of cir- a familiar set of circumstances for Elliot, because, of course, he had just moved from England and mm-hmm. also had a famous dad. The two spent a lot of time together. They would be watching movies, playing outside and such, swimming in the pool. Mm-hmm. Elliot would distinctly remember that at least on one occasion, the two bathed together at four or five. Like they took it upon themselves or the parents bathed? I think bathed the parents them. just didn't care. Or like maybe it was after the pool, get in the tub, rinse off. Who cares? Okay. I mean, that's not that weird. I think it's weird. For five? Even yeah, five, five, no, five is weird. definitely a little old. Yeah. I would say he might be remembering that because it was told to him when he was older, not necessarily the memory itself. Sure, yeah. But either way, no, I think it's, I mean, it's weird. They're not siblings, so it's definitely weird. Yeah, like, it's it's inappropriate. If they were, like, one and a half, two, maybe. I think my son started showering at five. True. (laughs) On his own. Either way, this would seemingly be Elliot's first crush, or at least the idea of what he thought a crush might be. Okay. Ew, her parent, his parents are probably like, oh, look how cute they are. They're going to get married one day. And then showered them together. Like, that's fucking creepy. Ew. <laughs> you know when they say that about kids, though? The two yeah. would quickly get married. Yeah. <laughs> Around age six, Elliot remembers having a sense of meekness for the first time. He wasn't like the other boys who would roughhouse with each other and had an overall kind of rambunctious play style. He wasn't like that. He was more reserved, and he felt more inward, and wouldn't really find a place between playing with boys, like, playing with the boys or sitting with the girls. So he just kind of felt stuck in the middle. Reminds me of John Mulaney. He's like, I'm just going to sit here and feed my birds. (laughs) (laughs) He was also considered short for his age as well. By the first grade, Elliot switched schools again and attended, I think it's Siriana? Siriania? Siriania Avenue <laughs> Elementary. Anybody from California hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Siriani. Georgia. <laughs> sure. Maddie and Elliot kept in contact, as did their parents. Elliot would be invited over along with his parents. Oftentimes, Maddie would have girlfriends as well over, just, you know, well, because she was a little girl. Yeah. Elliot remembers being attracted to playing with Maddie and her friends, saying, quote, In the present day, these girls would treat me like the scum of the earth. But at the time, we were equals, end quote. Cry me a fucking river. Yeah. I, that's, like, one of the biggest things that pissed me off about him. I'm not going to give anything away, but, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. After just a few short weeks into the first grade, the family would move yet again, although in the same district. So he hoped one day that maybe in middle or high school, he might see some of the friends that he did make oh. friends with. But okay. again, this is after a few short weeks. So they've already moved from England. Well, they lived somewhere. Then they moved to the countryside. Yeah. Then they moved to L.A. Now they're moving again. Dang. And he's six. That's a lot of movement, especially how much he traveled to when he was little, when oh, they yeah. were doing the, you know, work and stuff. It's true. And they would also in this time be taking vacations as well, which I mentioned in a little bit. Yeah. So far, all of his birthdays have only been 
restaurants, fancy restaurants, or trips. Wow. Never, like, a kid's birthday party. Well, it's got to be frustrating to, like, kind of being, like, drug around everywhere, like, not really being able to participate in things because you're so young, and also, like, not really having a sense of belonging Mm because you don't really stay somewhere long enough to, like, make really good friends. Exactly. That's got to be hard. I can't relate to that. I mean, we've been in the same house our whole lives. Right. So, again, he was forced to pack up and leave while having to meet a whole new set of kiddos at his new school. That's got to be hard. So now he would be attending... It's Topanga Elementary. I was like, how do you say... Oh, duh. Boy Meets World. Topanga. Elliot was nervous as the school year had already begun and friendships were already likely to be developed at this point between the kids. God, the fact that he has that worry, like, at such a young age, like, oh, kids are already going to be friends with each other. They're not going to want to be friends with all They're all going to know each other. Yeah. And I don't know anybody. That's scary. It is. Nonetheless, a student that he sat with on his first day was very welcoming and very kind to Elliot. This would also become a good friend of his, um, and his name was Philip. He was, he was a nice guy. Good. Nice guy, I don't know too. if that was his, he, his name was Philip, or he met Philip that same day. My bad. Sorry, Elliot. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, Elliot. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he also quickly became friends with another boy named James, and James would be, um, actually Elliot's best friend for the next 14 years. Oh, wow. So, yeah. The boys would spend a lot of time together outside of school as well. James's mother would come over to the house often and spend time with Lee Chen, and they would chat about stay-at-home mom things, whatever stay-at-home mom <laughs> things talk about. Around this time, Elliot's parents also had hired a nanny, as his father's career was taking off, and Elliot kind of rarely saw his father around this time. Mm-hmm. So just to help out Lee Chen, they hired a nanny. Zanny the nanny. Zanny the nanny. Gosh, that would be a good deep dive. Yeah, it would. Casey Anthony. I want to do Jody Arias, too. Anyways. (laughs) Even Elliot's grandmother had actually flown in on occasion from England to help out with Elliot and give his mother comfort. So this was his ama. I think is what he called her. Ama. Like grandma. Yeah. Elliot would witness his mother and his father fighting quite often around this time whenever his father was home. And his father would actually provide him with a video game system for Christmas. This often distracted Elliot when he felt pushed out by his parents fighting. So he started playing video games at a young age. He got a Nintendo 64. Oh, hell yeah. Elliot felt like, in retrospect, his dad did this on purpose because they were fighting. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like he just threw himself into video games. Where, like, where did it happen that he takes everything so fucking personally? Like, there, I don't see anything specifically happening that, I mean, even as young as three, he gets mad as fuck about this kid taking a piece of cake. Like... When was this sense of entitlement uh, introduced to him? That he takes everything like it's, he's the only person in the fucking world. I don't understand. Okay, there is a Barbara Walters special with Peter Rogers after Elliot committed this crime. Mm -hmm. And he reads that way. The dad does. The dad reads very entitled, very like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with my son. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Except it's more like this. I don't know how my son might, you know? Well, that's kind of Australian. Do better. Do better. That's still Australian, but (laughs) do better. Do better. That's, well, no, better. You can say better. If you're from England, well, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Are you from Manchester? Well, I heard that people in England do American accents all the time, too. It's true. And Australian. Yeah. It's fine. If we do igloo cola, then we can do Manchester. The tuna looks peculiar. <laughs> the love, tuna? We love you guys. I know. I want to go visit so fucking Me bad. too. I would love, 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 love to go to Australia. I, I want to s- go to New Zealand. I knew somebody online um, 
if Noodles is listening to this, hi, Noodles. Uh, Noodles lived in Australia, and she sent me photos once of kangaroos hanging out in her front yard. She's like, I need to go to work, but there's fucking kangaroos in my front yard, it's and like I can't go. <laughs> it's like a moose. Ugh, it's just dangerous. I want to go to New Zealand specifically to try the wine that I like to drink, like, from the source, like, locally. Because I only yeah. drink New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. Really? Or, like, Australian mm-hmm. or South African, but Ooh. mostly New Zealand. I would want to go to New Zealand to see like, where they filmed... Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I would like to go to Marlboro. Marlboro. However, you say it in the New Zealand accent. I don't know. Someone from New Zealand, send me a voice memo of you saying Marlboro. Yeah. And if that someone is Jemaine Clement, give me a call. (laughs) Hit me up. (laughs) Hit me up. (laughs) God, we're going on tangents on this one. (gasps) Sorry, y'all. Okay. The, the the person that wrote that review was like, fucking A, dude. Like, as soon as I (laughs) give them a compliment, they fuck it. (laughs) So, again, it wasn't really totally clear if he. If Peter bought the console because he was trying to distract Elliot or just to give him something to do, who knows? But of course, Elliot's never going to think like, oh, he bought that for me out of the kindness of his heart because he wanted me to have something fun. No, No. he needed some reason to distract me, so he bought that for me. He wrote this when he was 22 and he already knew what he was going to do. Yeah. So he's already just scorned. He hates everything. So Elliot... However, he learned the word at five or six. Once asked Lee Chin if she and his father would ever get a divorce, to which she replied, never. Because I guarantee you his dad was like, you want to get a fucking divorce? You want to get a fucking divorce? You want? We can get a divorce. You want a divorce? <laughs> a divorce real world. We can get a divorce. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know if he said oh, that. No, but no. He that's probably where he heard it from. Or he maybe told a kid at school, or, my yeah. parents are fighting. Oh, are they going to get divorced? You know, exactly. kids ask stupid questions like that. So true. Kids ask stupid questions. <laughs> kids ask the dumbest things. questions. They're so dumb. <laughs> I work with kiddos, and they all ask great questions. That's awesome. Elliot would attend summer camp that year, and after his return, so again, just a reminder, because we did go off on a little bit of a tangent, that Lee Chen said they, they would never get divorced. Yeah. <sighs> So Elliot went to summer camp, and shortly after he returned, they were celebrating Elliot's seventh birthday. It's always no a birthday, right? Fucking way. It would be a few days later that the family would have the the conversation of them getting a divorce, essentially. And what did he say? Oh, my seventh birthday. My parents got my divorced. My seventh birthday. I guarantee you, he acquitted it with his seventh birthday. Of course he and did. Acquitted it. It's not even the right word. Equated. Equated it with his seventh birthday, and he made that a big fucking deal in his manifesto. Yeah, well, then they got divorced on my seventh birthday. They broke the news to me. They broke the news Even to though me. it was three days uh, later. Even it if was. it was two weeks later, he probably was still would have said, he on did, my birthday. He did say that the reason that he remembered it so well was it was the last birthday meal that he remembers experiencing with both of his parents essentially fuck ever dude no Which i'm sorry was, that's that's kind of fucked up prob- sorry Jesus. that's kind of fucked up though like i i don't want want that for anybody it was probably at ruth's chris oh my god i love ruth's chris me too i love their mushrooms ew <laughs> i don't like that at all i can honestly say i worked at ruth's chris i don't know if anybody else knows that but i did and it's still my favorite steak place to go to. I want to go Usually when again. you work somewhere, like, you don't want to eat there anymore after you quit. Yeah. The lobster mac and cheese, fucking mint. Fucking mint. Fucking amazing. I want to go to Bliss. Oh my god, Bliss was so good. Okay, it's let's those, keep going. Let's keep talking. those tostadas are so good. Okay. Bro, everything. So, of course, Elliot felt completely betrayed and lied to specifically by his mother about this. So. Yeah, for sure. Elliot and Georgia would move in with Lee Chin and would begin to see even less of their father because he was traveling a lot for work. Elliot would say that he would often cry when no one was around. Same. And Same. 
he's he started feeling just depressed. He would like to keep to himself in his room, play video games, or sleep. Mm. And this is at seven. That's major depression for a seven-year-old. That's really sad. It is. I'm not trying to laugh. I'm I'm laughing at the fact that your seven-year-old a second ago was doing that. You were like, don't stay in the room. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, it's a little dark in here. Can I turn on the light, please? (laughs) Oh, gosh. But no, that is, like, really hard emotions for someone that young to be experiencing. And it's really sad, too, because, like, he already didn't see his dad a lot, and now he's, like, really not seeing his dad. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, from what you're saying with the interview, it kind of sounds like his dad is, like, his biggest role model if he's mimicking the way that his dad acts as far as the ego goes. For sure. For sure. Both houses were run differently, with Lee Chen's being very fun and warm and nurturing, just having a lot of fun with the kiddos. Peter's household was somewhat distant and cold, and when the children would stay with him, although he did hire a nanny that Elliot seemed to have bonded with, her name was Christine, um, but when they would stay with him, it just was very non-nurturing, the opposite of that. He's probably busy as fuck. Yeah. Not that it's an excuse, but well, he seems busy as fuck. Yeah. I mean, n- not just given the nature of what his job is, but he's also providing for four in- individuals. He's probably paying out alimony, too. True. Elliot's friend James would also move away by the second grade, so his best friend James. And although James and Elliot would remain friends, it's yet another example about how nothing is permanent in Elliot's life at all. Eventually, Elliot's father would downgrade to a smaller place after some financial issues, which was probably also paying for the divorce, also with the alimony, he probably just chose to downsize. And he would actually rent out a room to a friend who was also struggling financially, the dad did, So just a few short months after the announcement of his parents' divorce, Elliot was introduced to a woman who would soon become his stepmother. Stepmother. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Stepfather, mother. So this tenant is going to be his new stepmother? No, it's a different... I said it too, mother. Mother? No, the the first tenant was a man. It was one of his friends. Oh, okay. But when Samaya... Samaya is her name. Mm -hmm. So when Samaya would hang around... Elliot was like, oh, it's just another roommate. Well, then he began to witness them kissing and all the things that boyfriends, girlfriends do, right? So Samaya was a Moroccan actress, and Samaya was also from a very successful family and never wanted for nothing. Elliot watched very closely at Peter and Samaya's relationship, and it was the first exposure to a relationship between two people that weren't married that he followed very closely. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... I don't want to say inappropriate for his dad to have done that, but that's really soon to just, like, bring someone around the house. And especially because Elliot thought she was just another renter. Yeah. So Elliot began to soon realize that his father was a bit of a ladies' man, and that being with women came easily for his father, probably because of, well, he's rich, so. I can't even date a girl. I'm only four. While knowing it or not at the time, Elliot resented his father for being such a ladies' man, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Elliot would also become, would come to resent Sam- Samaya as she was never really nurturing towards Elliot, and she would often take time to reprimand and discipline Elliot un- unnecessarily, at least in Elliot's mind, for simple things. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of this is like mumbo-jumbo. It's like, Fuck I you, know. dude. Like, she probably got mad at you because you made a giant mess in the kitchen and didn't clean it up. Yeah. It's probably not unwarranted. And you were probably pretty defiant, too, because I'm the new woman in your dad's life, yeah. and that's a very natural reaction to have. And yet another thing to take attention away from you. Yes. 
Ugh. I mean, he's a child. Like, he doesn't know how to process these emotions. But yeah. the fact that he's relaying this information as an adult is very fucking irking. He could just say, I fucking hated her. And I hated her because she wasn't my mom. And everything I'm hearing is him continuously trying to make an excuse for his current behavior or oh, his yeah. future behavior at mm-hmm. this point. Also, I'm none of this is verbatim. If it is verbatim, I will say quote. But yeah. uh, this is also my interpretation of reading essentially, like, two to three paragraphs and trying to sum it up in, like, a sentence or two. Yeah. Because he goes on and on. Yeah. He just... Just... Rambles. Rambles, exactly. It's like the toy box killer. You can't read the whole audio tape or else you'd be here for, like, three hours. Yeah, exactly. Up until this point, Elliot was a pretty disciplined child, but not without the occasional outburst or tantrum when not getting what he wanted, which we've seen already. Elliot was still in between two worlds. A normal child activity like going on with like school and stuff or Mm -hmm. friends but then also jet setting to like red carpet events okay so he had been to several red carpets and those were all you know destinations either in la or other places so it was kind of weird it was almost like he never had any real normalcy at all Yeah, he's like hannah montana yeah (laughs) (laughs) so while still in elementary school And as kiddos do, the boys and the girls began to separate at recess and playtimes because the kids are getting older, right? So boys play with boys, girls play with girls. Although this is a normal part of child development, of course, Elliot would eventually begin to feel left out specifically, right? Because again, he already said that he didn't know where he was going to, where he, where he belonged. Yeah. Elliot said, quote, I was happy living in innocent, ignorant bliss, and I was happy with it, end quote, is what he said. I was a child. I was a child. And And he he was was a child. child. (laughs) And I loved, that was love, love. Side note, did you know that Hannah Montana was almost named Alexis Texas? No. And then they found out that someone had already had that name as a character, so they changed it to Hannah Montana. Well. The more you know. Could you imagine? That show would have been canceled if it was called Alexis, Texas. Nah, it would have been hype as fuck. <laughs> well, for here, yeah. yeah. Probably not there. <laughs> so he did hang on to one friend, Elliot, which was Maddie, of course. And he always seemed to have a special reserved spot for her in his heart. Of course. He's seen her naked. <laughs> that was really gross. Gross! <laughs> gross. Maddie's parents would also divorce, and her father would actually move back to England. So, again, another similar kind of boat that he was mm-hmm. in. After some vacation time in Morocco to visit Samaya's family, and then to England to visit more of Peter's family, the family would come home to Christine announcing that she would be resigning and moving back to Germany, where she was originally from. This was the nanny. The only one that he kind of connected with. Dang. Yeah. Everyone leaves me. Especially nurturing figures is what he's getting. Yeah. Once again, another woman in Elliot's life was removed, and once again, his father would move homes, now finding, like, the height of his career. So this is around, I wouldn't say necessarily Hunger Games, but this is, this is pretty up there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until Elliot's ninth birthday. Oh my god, here we go. That he would have an actual regular birthday fit for a child his age. So this was the first birthday where children were allowed to come to his birthday and run around and play games. I think it was, like, Disney-themed or something. Okay. Real cute. So, again, they had always traveled or had adult dinners for his birthday, but this was the first birthday. But Elliot would be bothered by the fact that his younger sister's friends were also allowed to attend, therefore taking the attention away from him. I mean, that's kind of annoying. 
Yeah. If they're not friends with him, why are they at his birthday party? I would be I a mean, little annoyed like by that. Five years younger. I definitely remember that having birthday parties for me and like you girls having like one or two kids your own age here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess, but maybe like one friend, but like. This isn't like, friends? oh, it's Elliot's birthday, but also Georgia. Yeah, like, you know? <laughs> I feel like I would be, I'm sorry about that I did that. I'm just, I feel like you I would be annoyed. You were a baby. He's jealous <laughs> of a baby. That's weird, you know? But that's also the parents doing, like, they're yeah. inviting the kids. She's not, you know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, I don't know. I feel like I would be, I, here's the thing. I would be a little annoyed, but I probably wouldn't, like, make it a big deal like yeah. that. You know what I mean? I'd be like, okay, that's, like, annoying as fuck, but whatever. I also don't know the full ins and outs. It's like, if... A child is in his grade, and a child, like, they have a brother, a younger brother or sister that's also George's age, and why not bring the kid, that's you know? That's true. So, there's Maybe. varying circumstances. He's just a brat. Yeah. For sure. Elliot, around this time, also began to have very big issues with his height. Slowly, he was realizing that everyone around him seemed to be getting taller and stronger, but he just stayed the same. Okay. He had read some, like, article or a magazine about basketball players, and he realized the basketball players were very tall. So he took up playing basketball. Like, he would go down to the little courts and play basketball by himself. He's like, I'm going to grow. <laughs> I'm going to grow. He would be, like, exercising on the playgrounds because he wanted to get bigger. He said he would lay on the ground and stretch himself out as much as he could in an effort to get oh taller. God, that's, like, really sad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, sad. I did that when I was a kid. Did you really? Yeah. I, my goal was to be taller than mom and dad. Are you taller than mom and dad no, now? No. You, you are. I'm, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Don't cry. Oh, no. Is this your manifest? <laughs> Did you write this, Coel? Did you write this? Oh my gosh, oh. I didn't know. For y'all, for those of y'all that don't know it, and if you guys aren't going to see us at the podcast festival, Coel, how tall are you? I'm 5'2". I'm 5'9". Yeah. I'm a giant. <laughs> I'm a giant. I've always Kinda been was laying so in her bed big. going, get shorter, get shorter. I swear to God, I was. I was like, let me drink don't a bunch of coffee. Stunt my growth. <laughs> I swear to God, I started drinking coffee in middle school because I wanted to be shorter. Are you serious? I'm not even joking. Okay. So I didn't want to yeah, anymore. That really struck a chord with me because I used to do that too. I used to lay in bed and go, I'm going to get so tall. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Stretch my body out as far as I could. I'm sorry. That's okay. I if can we wear could heels. Switch, I would. I was gonna say I can I, wear heels. I you, I can you wear can. heels. You still look great in heels. You should. I do sometimes, and you know I love the fact that Casey. It doesn't bother Casey because yeah. him and I are like the exact same height. Yeah. When we're like you know in shoes uh, with no shoes, mm-hmm. and when I wear heels, like we're still pretty much the same height because he wears boots usually. Yeah. But I might be, like, a hair taller than him, mm-hmm. and he has never once said, like, don't wear those. It makes me feel bad. Or when we take a picture crouched out and, like, crouched he never <laughs> He has never once said that to me, because he's nice. a man, and he is comfortable in his own skin, and I love it. That's great. But I also hate being a Glamazon. <laughs> I think it's cool. I would like to be at least at least two inches taller. I think 5'7 would be the perfect height. Is there a perfect height? Yes, 5'7. <laughs> I feel like all bodies are beautiful, Kenna. Okay, well disagree <laughs> just kidding that's not okay that's not what that's i meant awful i meant i don't like my height is what i meant oh i see you mean the perfect height for you yes and not the perfect height for people no for me oh okay yeah. that's what i was saying i was no, like i'm not like everybody everyone needs to be the same <laughs> like, okay no. timothy mcveigh calm down no, over there uniqueness is what i <laughs> just just go anyway just gonna dig myself into a hole yeah but it's not sad so he used to lay on the ground and he used to imagine himself being taller that is really sad 
He also admitted that around this age, he does remember being a very jealous or envious person. He essentially always remembers being jealous or envious of something or someone for some reason. Okay. Which is a pretty big admit, I think. That is, and also a pretty big emotion for a 10-year-old to yeah. have. Well, I think he's like six. Well, no, he's nine. Right? He's nine? Yeah. I think Remember? so. Yeah. Oh, his ninth birthday. His ninth birthday. So he did begin to hold resentments towards his fellow classmates. He would often smile to people's faces, but internally despising the boys around him. So he's like, I'm friends with these boys because I have to be, not because I want to be. So I'm going to try to just be as nice as possible. Like Duper's Delight. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of creepy. It is. He's like, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) You just wait. Wait until I get taller. Your mental health is super important to us, so we are thrilled to announce that we are sponsored by BetterHelp to support you. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can access a network of over 30,000 licensed therapists with a wide range of specialties and be linked with the perfect match for you. Whether it's via text, chat, or video call, you can talk to your therapist when it's convenient for you. When it comes to your mental health, BetterHelp is a convenient and affordable option for therapy. Get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash D-A-K-P-O-D. That's BetterHelp slash D-A-K-P-O-D for 10% off your first month. It seems that the conversations with girls came naturally to, to the other boys, and he really hated that, of course. This is, you know, again, this is the buildup, y'all. It's Just a lot. sitting in a corner like... Look at them. Look at them living in our lives. Exactly. Existing. I can't stand that shit. This even extended into his own friendships at the time. He remembers being very jealous or envious when James would come over with other kids. Like, he'd be like, oh, I want to bring my friend with me. And then he would watch James interacting with, like, another kid, and he would get jealous. He'd be that one kid that's like, you can't have any other friends besides me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I knew an adult. I know multiple adults like that. Like that. <laughs> Ugh. I'm sorry. I know multiple people like that. I don't want to call them adults. Give them that credit. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much cred. He would even get jealous when Maddie would come over and play with Georgia, his younger sister. Okay. It's like, they're they're little girls. He would sometimes cry or throw tantrums about it, and oftentimes wouldn't, like, speak to James or Maddie after these interactions. That's such a heavy emotion for such a young kid to be for experiencing. Well, like, how was, does he... He was forced to be an adult at, like, uh, yeah, four. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, his, he already said that his I don't know how true that is, but he already said essentially his parents didn't want him, so they're like, okay, well, we're adults, and we're constantly traveling, and you need to be adult enough to do this. Like That's and, actually very true. I didn't even think about that. Elliot's parents would soon switch week to week, like, week on, week off. Which was kind of exciting for Elliot, since he didn't get to spend a lot of time with his father. Yeah. Although his father would just end up hiring two nannies instead. Wow. Yeah. Two nannies. Well, I guess there's two kids, because if they're passing Georgia, too, then that makes sense. Yeah, so he didn't have to deal with them. Exactly. Cool. Samaya and Elliot's relationship would become more strained the the more time that he spent over at Peter's house. Samaya would insist Elliot drink milk every morning, and he fucking hated that. He also complained about a soup that Samaya used to regularly make, often, saying that he hated it. Samaya would soon implement drinking the soup as a form of punishment. What? Yeah. I think I did hear that. 
So she forced him to drink it on several occasions as a punishment. Oh, that's not... That's fucked up. Isn't that fucked up? That is fucked up. Especially... Like, that. I cannot stand if people use food yeah. to abuse their children. Absolutely. Whether it's withholding or forcing. That's so fucking It's sad. disgusting. That's so and then you wonder why sad. they grow up with eating disorders. Right. Like, honestly. Exactly. Once Elliot and Samaya would have an argument in front of Philip, his childhood friend, and after this incident, apparently Philip wasn't allowed at the house anymore... Which I suppose Elliot thought Samaya had told Philip's parents that Philip wasn't allowed to come over anymore. Or Philip went home and told his parents that they got in a fight and the parents were like, ooh, I don't want you over there if it's going to be like a toxic environment. True, exactly. And the only reason I say that is because Philip was still allowed to go to Luchin's. So. Oh, okay. So, so the- it's not an Elliot thing, it was a Samaya thing. Either way. Yeah. Either Samaya said Philip can't come over or Philip. Philip's parents were like, we don't want you around that woman. Yeah. Well, shit. I'm Honestly, I don't blame them. I'd probably do the same thing yeah. if, if that's what happened. In an effort to fit in around this time, Elliot picked up skateboarding, and he actually wanted to dye his hair, specifically bleach it, because spiky bleach yeah. tips were, like, the coolest thing. Hell yeah, I want to be JT all the way. It's true. This was LA, after all, and it was cool to bleach your hair and have spiked tips. His parents did allow this, and although it did gain him, gain him some type of attention at school for a few days... It didn't last very long, and he went back to kind of being the kid who felt ignored. It's like, man, cool haircut, bro. Anyways, have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Oh, you like to skateboard? Cool. Later. Yet again, Peter would move this following year as well. So he moved to another house. Cute. Elliot having to get used to another new environment, of course. Cute. Lee Shin would also move to a bigger house. Cute. Cuter. Cuter. Well, good for her. She deserves a bigger house, but yeah. So we know by now that Samaya has essentially scared all of Elliot's friends away, right? Yeah. So Samaya's like, you need to make more friends. So in an effort to force Elliot into making neighborhood friends, she actually locked him out of the house once. And she said, you need to go talk to those kids. Go be friends with those kids. You're not allowed back in the house until you know all their names, essentially. Yeah. What a fucking weirdo. Yeah. (laughs) She's a bitch. I mean, again, this is all according to Elliot, but still. So he was locked out until he can meet all the new neighborhood kids or the new kids in the neighborhood. Okay. And now I'm I'm like, yeah, now that you said that, I'm like, maybe she didn't do that. Or maybe it wasn't extreme. Maybe it was like, no, you need to go and go meet friends. Like, go, this is your new neighborhood. Go out there and go play with the kids. Stop. She locked me up. She locked me out. Until dark. I'm sure she was tired of him playing video games all day. True. So one time the family got together and they flew to France, which Elliot was very excited about. This trip was a very expensive one. And Elliot had already known of his love for opulence and all things, you know, super pricey. (laughs) He hated that Samaya was there with them, though. And after an argument between him and Samaya, Samaya made Elliot stay in the hotel room all night while she, her and Peter and Georgia went out, like, for a night on the town. Like, you can't come with us because we had an argument. What did... But it was It wouldn't have been just her, though. Peter had to have, like, known, or at least, like didn't say anything if she did that. Yeah, exactly. Peter doesn't say shit. Hmm, cute. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So he always hated trips with Samaya, of course, because they would argue often and they would take trips often, unfortunately. Hmm. Elliot, in an effort to be cool, had tried several times to integrate himself with kind of the cool cliques, 
popular kids or the mm-hmm. skateboarders or whatever. A lot of times these conversations would turn to the topic of girls, you know, which is the guys, you know, talking with, talking with the guys, just one of the guys. One of the guys. And how soon enough that by middle school, everyone was going to start dating and kissing each other. Once we get to middle school, we can hold a girl hand, you know? Yeah. Things like that. girls. He didn't fully get that. He was like, I don't understand why that's, like, a thing. Like, why is that a goal? Like, this is school. Like, we're here to get an education kind of a thing, I guess. He was kind of disgusted by the fact that all of his male peers were like, can't wait to get into middle school. We're going to get it, you know? Well, I'm sure he was also disgusted by relationships in general because he's had a hell of a time, like, with his experience of seeing them. Exactly. Especially with, like, you know, a female. Yeah. So he didn't fully get that. um, And I don't think that he really understood that puberty was, like, going to be a thing. Okay. I don't know what kind of sex education they have in fucking L.A. or whatever, but essentially he didn't understand why... Girls and guys had been separated up until this point, but then, like, you get to, like, a milestone of sorts, and then all of a sudden they start commingling. It's just weird to yeah. me. Like, that whole concept was strange. Okay. So, coming into middle school, Elliot was becoming more envious of boys around him. He would ask himself things like, oh, like, she she is clearly, you know, doe-eyed for this boy, but, like, what's so great about him? Like, what's so great about so-and-so? What's so great about him? Yeah, I don't get it. I I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get that. I don't get it either. Like, fix your fucking self then if you're worried about it. If you want to fucking have something worth being looked at like that. I don't fucking know. He felt that boys were obnoxious jerks and that girls were dumb for liking them in the first place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he hated both sexes. Yeah. He said about this time that he was realizing that the cool thing to be at this point was popular with girls. So skateboarding had kind of worked for a second, bleach tips were kind of working for a second, but now the cool thing was to be liked by girls. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that he, again, didn't understand. Because why are you interested in girls? Like, you're weird because girls are annoying yeah. or whatever he's thinking. Eventually, as the years of middle school progressed, he was friendly with a group enough that some of the girls in the group would actually hug Elliot as, like, part of a greeting because they would hug everybody mm-hmm. and when greeting the group. Yeah. And that he felt elation with each hug, and this excited him. Like, he was like, ooh. He's like, girl hug. Yeah. (laughs) Popped a fucking halfy. Probably. Even at school dances, he would be asked to dance a few times, and even slow dance. And this was, like, a really big deal for him, although he was really conflicted because, ew, girls, right? Yeah. He's he's saying you girls because girls aren't paying attention to him. Exactly. Once they do, he's like like jizzing his pants. <laughs> yeah. But like other than that, he's like nope, fuck that. I don't even like girls. I don't even like girls. It's like Timothy McVeigh. Like yeah. I'm gonna say I don't like something. I'm gonna make the decision. It's not the decision being made for being me. made for me. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. me. It's my decision. So now it, it's not embarrassing because I chose yep. to do that. Lee Chen would move again. Around this time, Elliot's best friend James's mother would actually pass away. Oh, man. And this profoundly affected Elliot, who watched his friend mourning the loss of his mother. Again, just another nurturing figure or a warm mother, you know, woo, female figure just, you know, not there anymore. And yeah. that it really profoundly affected the a person that he cared about. Yeah. Another boy in Elliot's grade had been invited over once by Lee Chen when she saw the two hanging out after school one day, and this was to Elliot's dismay. He did 
not really care for this kid. He wasn't known for being the most popular kid, this boy, and was easily one of the meanest kids as well. After this time of coming over, this kid began to spread a a rumor that Elliot's family was poor and lived in a poor person's house because this was Lee Chen's house. So he was jealous. Who? The kid. So he made up, like, the opposite of what his... No, these are all really affluent kids. It's just that Lee Chen, since the divorce, she didn't have as nice or big of a house, even though it was a three-bedroom house. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I thought he was, like, jealous that he had all this stuff, so he made up, like, a a rumor that was, like, the opposite. No, these are, like, crazy affluent kids. So they all live in really big homes. But, again, Lee Chen's home was a modest three-bedroom because she's a divorcee and she didn't require a lot. Yeah, again, it just wasn't as big as everyone else's. Elliot became obsessed at this point by proving that he was just as affluent as his peers, and he would constantly need to remind people, my dad's this famous filmmaker, blah, blah, blah. So it's definitely, it definitely put a stain, or it tarnished his reputation. Yeah. Elliot, like most kids of the early 2000s, would often be on the computer in chat rooms using things like AOL and AIM. AIM. <laughs> AIM. I love that. He had tried to make some online friends to kind of supplement his need for attention from the real world. As one does. One of these online friends would actually begin to send Elliot photos of nude women. Hmm. This was really strange to Elliot. Up until now, he hadn't seen a naked woman, a fully developed naked woman. And he felt an intense emotion of desire and also intimidation and fear. Well, yeah, because he doesn't like women. He's always, like, mad at himself for even thinking, like, in any way good, you know? Absolutely. He actually immediately stopped talking to this person after they sent the photos. He was, like, traumatized by this. What the fuck ever? Summer... (laughs) Sorry. That was a stupid thing to say. He's, like, in middle school. (laughs) I'm like, you're a pissy. (laughs) I tell you not, like, naked women. (laughs) Fucking pissy. (laughs) Pour it on the family computer. Summer camp came that year, and Elliot was playing around with some of his peers, like, running around with either kids that he knew or didn't know, but just in his age range. He had accidentally bumped into a girl that was much bigger than he was, much older. She turned to Elliot, and she began screaming, cussing, and pointing at him, completely embarrassing him in front of everyone around. Elliot said that this girl was incredibly pretty, but how could she be so cruel to him? He said about this, quote, cruel treatment from a woman is 10 times worse than from a man. It made me feel like an insignificant, unworthy little mouse, end quote, which he probably liked. Mommy? (laughs) He's got a mommy complex. But like, be nice to people. Like, honestly, teach your kids to be nice to people. Yeah. We said it like a couple episodes ago. Like, if there's a kid in your school that a lot of people see as like, maybe kind of weird or maybe kind of like you know, not normative or whatever. Yeah. Be nice to them. Girls Everyone can just bully wants boys people too. to be nice to them. Like, yeah. it doesn't cost any fucking money to be nice to someone. And if someone bumps into you, it's probably a fucking accident. Like, yeah. Well, she probably felt, like, powerful. Powerful or yeah. cool because she was, like, older. Yeah, girls bur- bully boys often. Of course. Often, yeah. Like Catherine happens. Knight in the making. <laughs> exactly. Wherever this poor little girl is. <laughs> She's probably made up. She's listening and she's like, <laughs> fuck those bitches. That was a child. Even with this event, Elliot was jealous when he saw the girl with another boy before the end of camp. Of course he was. Yeah. He was like, 
She made me pee my pants. I love her. Uh, I wish she would, like, touch me. I don't know. (laughs) I was trying to say something funny and it came out gross. Like, hold hands. Yeah. I wish she would hold my hand. I wish she would yell at me more. She yells at that guy a lot. He definitely despised this other kid because he was talking to this girl. Of course, because it's his fault. While playing video games at a local land center... I love that sentence. Oh my god, I used to do that in <laughs> high school too. I don't know if you know that. What? I used to go to the land center and play uh, play video games oh, really? in high school, yeah. Yeah, I love I just loved that sentence. <laughs> Elliot came across a boy that was watching porn, either on his phone or on a PC or something. Either way. It wasn't way, on his phone. It was like the 90s, wasn't it? Well, it was 2000s or the 2000s. Elliot already had his first cell phone by this point, I think. What oh, year no, is I think it, it was specifically? like specifically. I don't even think smartphones. What year were out. is it? No, he wouldn't get his cell phone until 14 or 15. Never mind. This is going to be like 20, 2000. It was early 2000s. But there's no smartphones, though, so he wouldn't be able to watch porn on his phone. He would have to watch it on the internet. When did the Blackberry come out? Like 2005 (laughs) or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, no, probably, yeah, probably two. Probably watch porn on that. I don't know. It's all fucking pixelated. If there's a will, there's a way. That's what I'm saying. Remember when you used to accidentally hit the internet button on your phone and you had to hit end like a thousand times before Before it it connected? To pay for that sort of luxury. (laughs) Before it connected, you had to cancel. Yeah. Cancel it connecting to the internet. I remember one of the most old-fashioned things I've ever done is that me and my friends used to send pictures to each other through Bluetooth because you couldn't text message a picture. What? Through Bluetooth? Through Bluetooth. We figured out a way to send pictures via Bluetooth. I didn't know how to work Bluetooth until, like, (laughs) six years ago. It was very weird. I had no idea that your phone could connect. I didn't have my first smartphone until 2000 and... 15. I didn't have my first smartphone until 2012, I think, because I was a junior in high school. Yeah, because Justin and I were definitely together, and I was working at Whole Foods. And I was like, how does this work? How does it know where your fingers are at? I didn't understand (laughs) it. But yeah, (laughs) no, me and Zach would send photos, you know, just stupid pictures back and forth via Bluetooth, because a text message couldn't hold a photo. It was so weird. We were in, like, middle school. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember having to stand in the kitchen while talking on the phone with my friends, because... It was a cord, and, and we didn't move. have a cordless. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Oh, gosh, we're old. Well, you'll always be younger. Just remember that. <laughs> so, again, Elliot came across this boy watching porn on a PC. We'll say that <laughs> for shits and gigs. On his watch, his Apple Watch. <laughs> his Apple Watch, yeah. <laughs> With his hologram. He's a vampire. <laughs> this was Elliot's first exposure to sex with penetration, so he had never seen that before. Gross. And it was weird to him. He said that he had always kind of felt these, you know, this arousal, I guess. He didn't really know. He just said feelings. He just said, I always had these feelings towards women, but I never knew until now what you actually do with those feelings. Okay. If that makes sense. Well. Like, you get aroused and you don't really know what what that means, but then you see two people enacting, you know, oh, okay. sex, I see you're and you're like... Oh, that's what my brain's trying to tell me, (laughs) is that this is a thing. This is an act that you do. This feeling that I have is an act. And so it it really weirded him out, essentially. Yeah. He said that he, this also traumatized him, of course, just like the naked pictures of the woman. And he felt disgusted with himself. It was grotesque. He cried on his walk home because he had no idea what to do with the feelings that he was having. Makes sense. Elliot began to throw himself into more video games at home because he eventually got his own gaming PC. In his words, he became addicted and he stopped caring about being shy, reserved, or a nerdy kid at school. He kind of just embraced it. He's like, yeah, I'm a computer nerd. Fuck it. 
I will tell you, a lot of his manifesto is all about WoW and, like, World of Warcraft and um, this PC place that he used to go to, this arcade. He would talk about that. He would talk about... I mean, he was essentially just obsessed with World of Warcraft. That was Anders as well. Yeah? Anders Breivik. Remember his his manifesto, too? He's like, I got into World of Warcraft, and now I'm currently playing... Whatever game he was playing, a also. lot of a lot of Elliot's manifesto was what what the new game was. He really kind of tried to like talk about that. I didn't put it all in here, but every single time he got a new console, he remembered when he got it. Yeah. So it was, you know, Nintendo sixty four. Then it was a PlayStation. Then it was an Xbox. Then it was a Game Boy. Then he was into Pokemon. Then he was into. I well, mean, it was a he, lot of nerd culture stuff. He also associates his first gaming console with his father, maybe trying to distract him. So that's probably something that really stuck with him throughout his life. Like, okay, when things go wrong, at least I get this. Like, at least I get a video game or whatever. Absolutely. I think that you and I both know people that play video games. I mean, I really know a lot of people (laughs) that play video games. But um, some of the times it's people that have had turmoil in their home and to just drown everything out, mm-hmm. you just play video games. Yeah. And it's another world. It's Some people play video games. Some people read books. Some people yeah. are really big book readers. And a lot of the times we also see people, you know, that we do cases on that are big book readers. Yeah. Or some people are like me where they're just like crazy alcoholics and <laughs> just drink at the sight of any kind of upsetness, <laughs> which was me as fuck yesterday. <laughs> Give me the drink. <laughs> I felt really disappointed in myself yesterday because I've been doing really well, like, throughout the week, like, mm. not drinking at all. And yesterday, like, I got, like, upset at you, actually. <laughs> LOL. I know. And immediately ran to the bar. <laughs> I was like, fuck this, I'm going to the bar. And then I literally <laughs> sat there for, like, two hours by myself. I it was looked- more so just to get out of the house. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily... To drink, but you know I'll fucking drink. I thought you were still at home because I, um, what was this before you came home? No, this was after I got home. Oh, okay. Because I, I looked at like your story and I was like, seven hours ago? Wasn't she at home seven hours ago? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Had I'm that truly it. in my face. <laughs> <laughs> totally over it now. <laughs> totally over it. <laughs> You're so funny. <sighs> Little child syndrome. I'm not going to talk Little about the fridge, syndrome. but... I cleaned out the fridge days ago, and so when I was already asked, I'm not even going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Just move on. So, of course, he would get addicted uh, as soon as he started owning his own PC. He also started going through puberty at this point, and he was noticing more and more that girls were, like, adverse to him. He's like, oh, they're just disgusted by me. They won't even look at me. Was he trying to go up and talk to girls, or was he just sitting there like this, people watching and being like, no one's coming up to me? Exactly. He wanted people to initiate it. He never wanted to initiate it. Then you can't bitch and moan about it when you're not even trying. What about the girls that were giving him hugs? You can't talk to those girls? Seriously. They clearly know you well enough. I'm sorry. I can't stand that. It's like you... And there's the sense of entitlement as well. Of course people would want to come up to me. Why wouldn't they? And then when they don't, it's like... Well, they're bitches anyway. Like, I hate that. Lesbian. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Fucking yes. Right. Well, that was hey, me, right? Can I get your number? No. Lesbian. I swear <laughs> to God someone said that to me. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, it makes a, you walk away from me. I'm a big old lesbian. Like, what is it? What is it? Uh, <laughs> Got a big lesbian crush on you. Yeah. No, I remember one Janice time, a side note, we were at the bar. And me and a girlfriend of mine were at the bar, and this guy comes up, and he's like, 
a mama. I was like, oh, fuck no. This is like only go. a couple years ago. So me Here and Casey we were dating. And yeah. obviously, like, I'm not talking to random guys at the bar. <laughs> and he comes up and he's it's like two of us and then like him and a buddy of his. And he's like, hey, can I buy you a drink? He's in like a fucking knee long like Spurs jersey. <laughs> Oh, I was no. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he grew up here. You can for buy sure. me a drink, and I was <laughs> like, no, no, thanks. Like, I had actually just gotten one, mm-hmm. and usually, like, if a guy's nice, I'll be like, sure. And then he's like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, bye. You yeah. know what I mean? Free drink. Thanks Goodbye. for the drink. But no, he was like, can I buy you a drink? I was like, no, it's okay. He's like, no, come on, come on. Like, let's go up to the bar. Like, I'll buy you and your girl like a round of shots. And I was like, no, honestly, like, I think we're good. But thank you though. Like, I appreciate it. And he goes, ugh. And I was like, ugh, <laughs> like, right back to him. And he, like, gave me this look. I was like, what? Okay, so you can uh me, but I can't uh oh, you? Yeah. Like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, oh, and then, of course, all night, you know, he's like, give me the fucking bombastic side eye. Bombastic. <laughs> it's awful. So, Elliot was kind of having this complicated feeling about desiring women and also, in a weird way, finding it arousing that they took pleasure in picking on him. And being mean to him, and he called them heartless creatures. Mommy. That's him as fuck. Discipline me, mommy! Seriously. That's seriously what he's going through. I was talking to two girls at work today, and I was talking about mom's potato salad recipe, mm-hmm. but I accidentally said mommy, because I said, I said <laughs> mom, and then I mommy. Like, I said, my mom, uh, my mom, and, it's, and then I kept talking, and I was like, I'm sorry, it sounded like I said mommy just now, the girl was like, oh my god, I was like, don't look at her, don't look at her, don't look at her. I was like, I'm not weird. I was like, I promise I don't say mommy casually. My mommy's potato salad. Oh, your mom made this? No, my mom doesn't make potato salad, but my mommy does. So (laughs) it's like, okay. (sighs) I've already presented myself as a weird person at work. (laughs) But you know what I'm going to do about it? I'm going to make friends and be nice and keep trying. I'm not going to get. You're not going to be an Elliot. Yeah, exactly. Elliot couldn't stand the idea that high school was supposedly more trying than middle school when it came to connecting with girls. He actually begged his parents to enroll him in an all-boys Catholic school. You would think that, like, one person would think maybe, like, it's a fresh start. Like, oh, there's going to be so many new opportunities for me to meet people. Not, it's just going to be the same shit over and over. Yeah, we'll get there. (sighs) Cute. At this point, he was terrified of girls, his, his words. Further complicating things at home, Samaya would actually birth a child with Peter, having a boy, essentially pushing Elliot farther away from getting the attention from his dad that he craved, because now there's a new baby. Yeah. When Elliot started high school, instead of feeling the comfort of not having any girls around, because he did get enrolled in that all-boys school, he was like, oh, okay, gosh, there's not going to be any girls. This is going to be a smooth year. He actually became intimidated by all the good-looking tall men at the school. If young it's not men. one thing, it's another. Yeah, then he's like, oh shit, now I'm the small fry. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Small fry. He is a little a small fry. Word. Just a funny term. He was a little twig. Okay, but yeah, again, it's it's not, if it's the entitlement thing. If it's not one thing, it's another. I have to have something to bitch about, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I have to have an excuse for my behavior. Mm-hmm. So anything I can pull and pick at when I'm younger, that's what I'm going to put in my manifesto to make it okay for me to do what I'm about to do. Exactly. And that has nothing to do with anything. It's El- just an excuse. Elliot would soon experience bullying, as he was still much smaller and much weaker looking than the rest of the boys. One boy who had gone to elementary school with Elliot was also attending this all-boys school as well. He told everyone that Elliot was a weirdo. Elliot had confided in another schoolmate that he was fearful of girls, so everyone quickly started calling him the F-slur. They thought he was gay. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. 
See, that's understandable. That yeah. one instance. He's not like, just the fact that there was taller guys there. Like, that's No, yeah. That he was like, well, I don't really know. Like, oh, so, like, you never, you've done it before? Because they're in yeah. high school. And he's like, actually, no, I haven't. And girls are disgusting. So, oh, you so you must, must be gay. gay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. God, that's awful. Boys would often take things from Elliot and run away in an effort to get, like, Elliot to chase them. And in order for him to regain his things... He always felt defeated because he could never catch up because he was just little. Aww. It was like monkey in the middle. That's know? really sad. I don't like that. It is. It's just bullying. Straight up bullying. Yeah. And he went here to escape mental bullying, I guess, you yeah. know, because of girls. Do better people. <sighs> Sometimes Elliot would wait for hallways to clear just so that other kids weren't be- wouldn't be in the hallways so he could just book it to class, like, for the la- in the last minute. And teachers, like, didn't notice these things, like... No, probably not. Just boys being boys. Boys will be boys. Locker room talk. Elliot would begin to masturbate in high school. He considered himself to be a, a person with a very high sex drive as well. Although porn and girls did scare him still. He would avoid looking at porn on his computer, but he would scroll around the internet looking for ads just to find a pretty girl to masturbate to. Okay. Like, essentially what you would do with, like, a Victoria's Secret catalog. Okay. <laughs> Instead of looking at porn, because porn grossed him out. Sex in general grossed him out. Huh. He did do this regularly. Like, he said it was pretty much a habitual problem. He would overhear conversations between boys at school about their sexual experiences, and Elliot was grossed out and disturbed by this, of course. He couldn't understand that he was already at the age where his peers were doing all of the things that he was witnessing on porn sites mm-hmm. or whatever. What that, whatever memories he had of that. Yeah. Elliot distinctly remembers one boy who had actually audio recorded him and his girlfriend engaged in sexual activity. Oh, that's fucking gross. Yeah. I'd be like, get that it's the fuck already away gross. From me. <laughs> I don't need to be Elliot Roger to know that's fucking gross. <laughs> I agree with him on that one. Ew. I don't need to hear that thank you getting To goodbye. be playing that to, like, people at school? That's so gross. Oh, my God. Lord help me if I ever have boys. That's fucking oh, gross. Jesus. High schoolers are fucking mean. That boy's got feminine hits. What is it? <laughs> that no, that's the thing I'm sensitive about. Elliot would be even more disturbed when he was told that he would not be returning to the all-boys school the following year. So he only went for one year. And but his parents were like, you're going to public school. Wouldn't he be like, woohoo, I'm gonna get away from these guys. But he doesn't want he doesn't want to be around girls though. Not if, only that, but he's gonna go to public school. Oh so up until this point, he had essentially gone to private schools. Yeah, yeah. Well, if anyone can tell by now, I'm definitely a silver lining kind of gal. <laughs> he's over here like in the fucking rain yeah. clouds, and I'm like, no, well, yeah, what about no. this? He's <laughs> a Debbie Downer for sure. Nobody want, nobody want to hang out with him. Ugh. So yes, he was to attend public school, and he was also attending public school in maybe like to him not the most affluent area. Okay. So, it, this really, this just upset him. And he deserves the world, because he has a pool in his backyard. This was almost a punishment, though, because in the private school, his grades weren't all that great. So, they were like, you're going to go to public school, like, if you can't keep up your grades. You're, we're paying all this tuition for you to just yeah, to fail. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, because he wasn't doing so well in his courses, he actually had to attend summer school. So, it was, like, immediately. Mm. Like, you aren't going to this private school anymore, you're immediately going to be thrusted into public school. No summer vacation. Damn. Yeah. Ugh. That's got to be rough. I can't. I don't like that. Of course, Elliot was bullied right away as soon as the regular semester were to start. He still dressed preppy from private private school, 
And he was immediately shoved into lockers, called a loser. God. This was just the first week of the fall semester, by the way. I feel like this is a little exaggeratory on his part. Well, again, yeah. All of the hot girls were dating jock assholes, and the attention Elliot was getting wasn't from them, but from their boyfriends, because he just had a target on his back. Yeah, of course not. Quote, it's like their evil acts are rewarded by women, while the good decent men are laughed at. End quote. I can't fucking... (sighs) Why do guys, girls always pick mean guys? Nice guys finish last. I hate that. I hate that. My boyfriend's very fucking nice, okay? He's kind of a jock, but he's very fucking nice. <laughs> he's right? kind of a jock. He doesn't play baseball. I love him. Okay? He's a nice guy. He treats yeah. me well. He doesn't pout when things yeah. don't go his way. Yes. And so, I, I mean, no one should. I feel like no adult should pout when things don't go their way, but he's also a child. He is a child, technically. He is, he's 15, 16 at this point, I think. But he's an adult writing about this. Yeah. <laughs> When it was Elliot's turn to stay with Li Chen the following week, he cried to his mother and begged her not to take him back to public school. And instead of dropping her off that, dropping him off that day, she decided to take him to a cafe instead so they could talk. Oh, that's nice of her. I know, Li Chen's so, so sweet. She listened to Elliot about all of his concerns that he was experiencing at the school. And when Li Chen brought this up to Peter, they both agreed to switch schools. But again, he's switching schools again. Okay, yeah, still a new... He, there's no consistency yeah there's no permanency no permanency no routine new school new house new family new stepmom new baby new city new state whatever yeah his whole life also since the last time i mentioned that the parents have moved i didn't put every single fucking time that they moved in here but they've already at this point probably moved three or four more times and i didn't even say it it's just constant constant i couldn't even do that as an adult like how are the adults doing this willingly it you know like it seemed like every year they were each of them were moving God, yeah that's i don't know why weird. i don't know how they could afford that so elliot would enroll in continuation school which is almost like homeschooling but it's what it's here it's called ace academy yeah. but um in other places essentially semi homeschooling cuz you're only on campus for like 3 hours mm-hmm. but it's uh in in lieu of getting a GED, you can still get a high school equivalent or a diploma. Yes. What is it called? The Alternative Continuing Education or something like that? I think you're right. I think it's Alternative Continuation Education. Continuing. Yeah. Continuation okay. Education. I don't know. But yeah, here we call it Ace. So this gave Elliot plenty of time to play more video games at home. <laughs> Sometimes up to 14 hours a day. You will? I was doing the wow. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the wow. The W. I thought you were doing ulu. <laughs> I just ulu with the fingers. God, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I love you all. I will always ulu for you. I one time sent that to Dana. I said like, <laughs> "Can we go get white claws or something like that?" And I did that like emoji, yeah. and I immediately responded. I was like, "Ew, please ignore that. Please disregard <laughs> that text message. Just cringe myself out yeah. so hard." <laughs> and I did it with like the the happy tear face. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh my god, I can't do it. Ew. Oh my god, so gross. <laughs> so gross. So when Elliot was 15 or 16 years old, he actually saved his little brother Jazz from drowning in a pool at a pool party. What? He and one other child were the only eyewitnesses to this. He said that the adults essentially had turned their backs and Jazz was only, that's his brother, was like three or four maybe, I guess, at this point, right? Because I think Jazz was born, well, maybe four or five. He was little, but he did not know how to swim and he fell into the pool. Elliot says about this incident, quote, 
Every single second of my brother's life, everything that happens to him in the future will exist because I pulled him out of that water that day. End quote. I fucking hate this guy. It's so fucking narcissistic. So narcissistic. He it's lived. my it's my doing that you're even here on this earth. Imagine how many times he's used that in an argument with his brother. Well, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me. Well, his brother wouldn't be old enough to argue with him by the time Elliot oh. does what he does. Okay, well, imagine how many times he used that yeah. in general. Or, it's like, true. with his parents? With his parents. You wouldn't even have, wouldn't a even son have that me. son. Ew. 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 It's like Scar. I don't know yeah. why that reminded me of Scar. <laughs> Scar and Mufasa. A monkey's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot was becoming increasingly discouraged about finding a partner the older he got. He would witness people younger than him, freshmen and sophomores, in relationships, but yet he didn't have one. Bro, there's like 45-year-old people that are still single and waiting for their soulmate. Calm down. You're like 17. (laughs) Why you gotta call me out like that? (laughs) You're not 45. I will be. (laughs) I will be. I will be one day, and I will be single, damn it. Have you seen that really quick? Uh, Sean Patton is a comedian. Have you heard of his name? Mm -mm. He does like this whole bit. It's really fucking funny. It's on Cumin, and he he calls it Cumin, and it's fucking funny. But anyway, he like lived with this roommate, and like him and his 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 buddies came over. He was living with a roommate. It was like an acquaintance of his that they like grew up together, but they weren't friends. Mm-hmm. And he had invited some people over, and the roommate would get so mad when he would say "come in" instead of "cumin," but he didn't know why, so he kept fucking with him. And he's like, "Hey boys!" Like his friends would come over to see the new place. He's like, "Welcome to the new digs. Can I offer you some Ritz crackers and cumin?" He like <laughs> says it really loud. And his friend, like his roommate, comes out. He's like really upset. And he's crying, and the the roommate's like, "Oh my god, fuck you! Shut the fuck up!" He's like, "I fucking hope you all die someday." <laughs> Sean Patton's like, well, we will. Like, yeah. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> nice oh, one. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Watch that, that stand up if you haven't seen it. It's fucking funny. Reminded me of, I know we talked about uh, Vanderpump Rules recently and how I've been obsessed with that, but that that line that will forever be synonymous with Scandal, Ariana, uh, Tom's walking into the kitchen. He goes, uh, what does he say? Do you want anything? And she goes, for you to die. And he goes, well, it's inevitable. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. That's like, hilarious. Oh, my God. Like, she's so pissed. For you to die. For you to die. I also just remembered, Ugh. or I realized just now, that that was me, like, talking way too fucking fast for anyone else to oh, understand. Oh, it's fine. So. I told you about Kimmy and Frankie yeah. having that conversation. I was like, she just, she just, it's just sister speed. Yeah. <laughs> just so used to your sister, you just talk, like, super duper fast. When you sit here for long enough, you forget that you can hear your own voice and your he- like headphones. So yeah. You just think you're having a normal conversation. You forget that you're actually on the podcast. <laughs> so I just talk normally <laughs> instead of enunciating. At one family friend's event, Elliot watched as a 12-year-old boy made out with a girl Elliot's age. Okay. So again, this is another reason why he was livid. He what was does just- he have that I don't? Exactly. He's 12 and he's making out with a girl. I can't, he hasn't even had his first kiss. Yeah. I wonder why, because you're fucking pouty McPowderson over there. Elliot began to fantasize about having a girlfriend. She was tall, blonde, with a rockin' bod. Oh my god. I said that. He didn't say that. I said that. This <laughs> was, was like, a rockin' bod. Well, because he goes into more detail, but I'm not going to talk about, essentially, somebody who would be 16 years old like that. Oh, well. So just a rockin' bod. I don't know. She might be like Pamela Anderson, though. She could be like in her 30s or 40s. He does have a mommy complex, after all, apparently. True. Huh. He held on to this thought in case it ever came up in conversations with others. Like, yeah, I totally have a girlfriend. She doesn't go to this school, though. She goes to another school. <laughs> you wouldn't know her. She's from Canada. She's from Canada. <laughs> yeah, you don't know exactly. her. What's her name? Uh, microphone stand. 
You wouldn't know her. His parents would often ask if there was a love interest in Elliot's life, and Elliot tried to convince his parents that he was just too busy with school or video games to even care about girls. Again, making it his idea. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just too busy. Oh, I'm far too busy for that, Mother. I just cannot even fathom the thought. It is like a different life, though, because here he's telling his parents, I don't even care about girls, but he's fantasizing about... He essentially made up a girlfriend in his head in case anybody were to ask him if he had a girlfriend. Like, anybody who was trying to impress, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. No, Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to say weird, because... It's weird. It's weird. (laughs) It's not funny, it's not funny, it's weird. It's not funny, it's not funny. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Elliot says, quote, One day I found some posts on the internet about teenagers having sex, and I was once again reminded of the life that I had been denied. I felt that no girl would ever want to have sex with me, and I developed extreme feelings of envy, hatred, and anger towards anyone who had a sex life. I saw them as the enemy. I felt condemned to live a life of lone celibacy while other boys were allowed to experience the sexual, the pleasures of sex. All because girls didn't want me. I felt inferior and undesirable. This time, however, I couldn't just stand by and accept such an injustice anymore. I refused to continue hiding away from the world and forgetting about all the insults it dealt to me. I began to have fantasies of becoming very powerful and stopping everyone from having sex. I wanted to take their sex away from them, just like they took it away from me. I saw sex as an evil and barbaric act, all because I was unable to have it. This was a major turning point. My anger made me stronger inside. This is when I formed my ideas that sex should be outlawed. It is the only way to make the world a fair and just place. If I can't have it, I will destroy it. That's the conclusion that I came to, right then and there. I spent more time studying the world, seeing the world for the horrible, unfair place it is. I then had the revelation that just because I was condemned to suffer a life of loneliness and rejection doesn't mean that I am insignificant. I have an exceptionally high level of intelligence. I see the world differently than anyone else. Because of all the injustices I went through and the worldview I developed because of them, I must be destined for greatness. I must be destined to change the world, to shape it into an image that suits me, end quote. How are you feeling over there? There's about 8,751 things wrong with what he just said. <laughs> Isn't that a Rent song? What? 700 minutes. I just made up a very random number. I have oh, no okay. idea. <laughs> I would be very surprised. That's Not hilarious. Surprised. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, first of all, he's acting like he's in prison and he doesn't have any free will or any say in anything that he does. Who the fuck is this we shit that you keep talking about or these people that made you they this life? Made me this no way. one fucking did anything to you. They made me this way. And also, fuck you, I'm better than everyone. Like, literally, he's saying I'm better than everyone and I, if I can't have it, nobody can. Exactly. What a pussy motherfucker. Oh Out- my god, I hate Outlaw sex. Just outlaw it. Because I can't have it, so that means no one's allowed to have mm-hmm. it. Just because I couldn't have any cake at my birthday, no one else is allowed to have it. Like, <laughs> literally, it's his four-year-old fucking mindset. Yeah. Oh my god. What? Did you just, like, laugh through your teeth? Because it sounded like someone was behind me going, shh. It scared the fucking shit I did. I just laughed. I have to go back and listen to that. Okay, it's been, like, maybe a minute or two of us trying to figure this out. I'm already saying yeah before that even finishes, before that noise finishes. I really hope that comes through on the actual podcast, because sometimes we hear things on the mic that you can't hear. If you need to go back, rewind it, and turn it up. 
because right when I'm saying it sounds like shh, it sounds like, and then I got a cold chill. I'm not even fucking joking. When we turned off the recording, I got like a weird fucking cold chill. I was like, I remember laughing, but I laughed right before that. And so that's what I thought you were thinking about. I don't know. I didn't fucking care for that shit at all. Weird is that I didn't hear it when that happened, like when it first happened. But then listening back, I was like, that's exactly the way you described it. But I didn't hear it the first time. That's so I was thinking, because our niece is over here, too, right now, I was thinking she, like, snuck into the room. Yeah. Because when I leaned out of the closet to look, I didn't see anybody, but there's also a wall, like, next to the bed, and so I got out of the closet to, like, look around Look the wall. around, and no one's in the room. Dude, that's fucking freaky. That was weird. I guess I'll just shut the fuck up, because it kind of sounds like someone wants me to be quiet. <laughs> so it's like, shh. Yeah. Well, um, it's kind of funny that you say that, and that's also a little freaky as well, because that's where we're going to end today. So, oh, man! Yeah. Oh, okay. It was well, just going to be the quote. This is going to be like, you know, Elliot Roger just saying, like, I've had enough of this bullshit yeah. kind of stuff, and we will... Uh, readjourn next Thursday, one whole Damn, week. Damn, that's wild. So I think maybe we should just wait, perhaps, till the end of episode two to kind of discuss maybe some sort of mental disorder sure. or any kind of childhood. Th- I mean, we've already heard a lot of neglect, a lot that's of, true. you know, almost nature, like mm-hmm. immediate narcissism at birth, like, you know, kind of yeah. mimicking his father. And of course, this is all through Elliot's perspective at this point, but there will be in chapter two, there will be more... Uh, in-depth look as to, again, like you said, what he might have been experiencing from other people looking in. Because, again, this is all his perspective, his words so yeah. far. So, Damn. Okay, well, I guess for now we're just gonna shh, and we will see you guys next week. Alright. Love, Love you! you. Bye. Bye! Featured in Vogue, Forbes, and more, Alarez has the most beautiful and expertly crafted diamond jewelry for that special someone in your life. From engagement rings, pendants, and earrings, you're sure to find the perfect gift that expresses exactly how you feel. Click the link in the show notes to receive $10 off your first order plus free shipping. Alarez, fitting all of your jewelry needs from A to Z.